0: several years ago, I was in a gym working, borrowing their internet work on my computer. And I began developing a relationship with a Hispanic man and turned out to be a relationship with him and his family. They were custodial staff there at the gym and he understood what I did. I helped train preachers and teachers in Spanish on my computer all over the world. And after about six months of visiting with him, I finally asked him one day, Hey, if, if we had a Spanish Bible study at our church, would you come to that? And he said, man, yes, that, that would be so awesome. He was more excited about it than I was. And I had no idea he would even be interested in studying the Bible. And so then after about six months of studying with him, I basically had him teach the information back to me about the gospel and how to become a Christian. And then we made it very simple. And he told me everything he needed to do to become a Christian. And I was like, great, are you ready? And he was like, no, I was like. Really? And so then we went through another year of study about whatever he wanted to study about. And, and I asked him, you know, what, what am I missing? You know, why, why are we not, you know, making ground where, where's the commitment issue? And at that point it became him, his wife and, and his two kids. And they said, we, we just don't have community here. Like we love you. We, we love the fact that you speak Spanish, but, but this is not our family because it's just us four in and you and, and your family sometimes. And so at that point, we decided to go ahead and start a full-blown Spanish speaking church and reaching out to the community and putting up flyers and and feeding people and and showing Jesus to people. And it was all because in that gym, I asked him, Hey, would you be interested in having a Spanish Bible study until, you know, two and a half years into that still no desire to really be committed to serving god and and becoming a christian so it's, it's kind of like an evangelism fail almost at one point you know you got to be
1: patient when you're dealing with the gospel sometimes it was just the gym right just the gym so what tell us about who you are your uh, name location job and something interesting for the audience my name is chase Turner, and i'm 37 years
0: old live in monroe
1: louisiana
0: and my family and i work in a ministry called Spanish Missions. It's an online training program that teaches preachers and teachers all over the world in Spanish. And I train regularly for American Ninja Warrior and the the St. Jude Marathon. So I try to stay in good shape and through that process, just teach people about Jesus wherever we go.
1: Nice. American Ninja Warrior. I love it. Chase, what do you think a couple points of practical things we can do? Obviously, we can pull from that, that you are listening at the gym or wherever you are. You didn't just run up to the guy and just say, hey, so tell us a little bit about some two to three practical evangelism tips that people can use right now, like today or tomorrow. I think the most important thing I've learned in the process of of getting
0: to the point of evangelism with others is seeking to understand other people, not being understood. I think so many times I could look at it and say, he needs to understand about Jesus, but he may not be in a position to understand about Jesus. I need to understand what he needs or what he thinks he needs before I go start preaching it's, it's kind of like jesus i think he's the, the greatest role model for, for reaching out to people even before he ever preached or taught people he was feeding them he was healing the sick he was meeting a physical need and so to me looking into a community full of, of people that are very needy in some capacity how can i meet that need they're going to want to know why some random stranger and and connected to that maybe maybe number three is don't, don't make it random acts of kindness I mean, buying somebody lunch and
1: walking away, that's not, that's a, that's like luck. That's not a blessing. That's random. That's random, Jay. All of a sudden, this random guy just came by and did something.
0: People are wondering where God is in that situation. They're just, you know, because you're not going to show them God. Right. You're showing them a dollar bill. And so I think, again, I used to do that a lot. I I tried to just randomly help you like, oh, thank you. And, And then you're walking away like, and you never say anything about Jesus. It's like, that's it. have somebody into your home and feed them. Or, yeah. or sit down with them and buy their meal and say, Hey, you know, my name is Chase. Uh, what's your name? You know, you know, getting to know people that way.
1: That's good because there's a difference between saying, let me get you a coffee and let me get you a coffee because Jesus loves you. This is right. why I'm doing this because Jesus showed me an example of love. Cause I've seen different peoples, maybe homeless. I've seen them change differently. So first they want some money. So you come up to them and they go, can I get some money or, and I say, sure, let's get you something to eat. And they go. Oh yeah, yeah, I see something I say because I'm doing this because Jesus loves you. And you'll see like there, all of a sudden Jesus comes into the situation. Like before no, it was just a regular guy just helping somebody out. Now it's like, it's like spiritual. It goes greater than the moment of the feeding of that food. Do a random, do it, uh, not a random. What's the opposite of random? Intentional. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. intentional act of kindness. <laughs> Use Jesus' name though. Everything That's- we do, it says in my name. You know, if you give him, he says, if they give you a cup of cold water in my name. Bring Jesus into it. That's point number one. I love it, Chase. So, number one, if you're doing some something nice or kind to people, tell them why. It's not because you're a nice or kind person. It's because God loves you, and Jesus and Jesus showed you how to love. That's why. So, how how about another thing? Anything else? Another point? You know, I've I've learned you
0: have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. (laughs) Um, If you can't do that, you're never going to reach out to people. You know, the goal is to start that conversation. But I think one of the greatest conversation starters when we're reaching out to people is we like to learn about what other people do, right? But if I ask you, what do you do? And you say, I'm a missionary, then automatically my assumption is I know everything that missionaries do. So I don't need to extend this conversation. Ask you, what do you love about what you do? Mm. To me, when we get to know people, we don't need to know what they do. We need to know what they love to do because that opens up a conversation about love. That's our goal is getting people to understand the love of Jesus. What do they love to do and how can we tie that
1: into the conversation? I love it, man. That's awesome. And that's simple. I'm going to use that myself, Chase. That's great. What do you love about what you do? And they could be like, I don't love anything. And then you're like, okay, well, this is another opening, isn't it? Yes. Say, well, let me tell you about something. Or, Or they might say, what do you love about what you do, Chase? And then you can clearly talk about it. So that's ask awesome. questions that you want to be asked. Right. There you go. I mean, it's the same concept
0: there. You know, what do you love to do? Opens up, but no matter what they respond with.
1: And even if they don't ask you the questions, you can always invite Jesus into a conversation about love. Uh, totally bad. So number one, we tell people we are doing that. If we're helping someone or doing something, we tell them we are in the name of Jesus. why we're doing it. Number two, ask questions to people that you want to be asked, right? Like, and bring Jesus into it. Bring love into it. I love it. Chase, how about the third one if we got we got a little bit more time here? I think we have to involve prayer in it
0: and, and regardless of where somebody's coming from, I know that it feels good to know that people are praying for you and something my wife has taught me and she is so awesome to do this is anytime somebody says, hey, you could be praying for and then whatever they say, stop right there and pray with them. Oh, good. It, it's not just, oh, I'll be praying for you. It's, we're praying for you right now. And I've learned things about people that stop you in your tracks. You don't know what people are really dealing with, but you ask them, Hey, is there something I can pray for you about? And and they may ask why, or they may open up something that they, that maybe you can even help them with. Oh, wow. Yeah. Those are things that you, you feel a little bit vulnerable. They feel a little bit vulnerable. But man, I had a guy, I mean, less than a month ago he said, Hey, be, be praying. My daughter, she lives down in California and, and she was raped last week. That's terrible. I, oh, I know. And it was like, this is a, a guy that sprays bugs, sprays for bugs. And it's like, wow, I'm definitely going to be praying about that. I mean, he completely opened up and I, I have a relationship with the guy. Just one of those things. What, what are you dealing
1: with in life that I can pray for you about? That's good. So don't give him an IOU. You know, they say, I, I need prayers. You say, let's do it now. No IOU. Let's do it. Because right. that shows the power of prayer, doesn't it? Like, it, it, it's, it, you feel like you could make an, a difference at that moment. It's not like all oh, wait down the road, you know? Um, if, if Chase, if you said you want to go out to lunch, I'd say, yeah, let's do it someday. <laughs> <laughs> every day is next week. Yeah, 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 every day is next week. That's uh, good. And in, in addition to that, as you're doing
0: that, I, I think it's real important to get contact information. I mean, and if somebody's told you to say, Hey, if you got an email, I'd like to follow up with you on this situation you're dealing with, you got an email address, I, you know, I'd love to email you here in a week or so and see how that's going for you. You know, okay. being able to do follow up work, about the most important thing you can do with evangelism. Oh,
1: Oh, I've missed it all, many times, man, where I met somebody, I know their name. I never got their email and I just, I'm praying that they'll get back to me. I gave them my email, but I never got their email. You're just praying. You're like this, this person needs. They, they wanted to talk, you know, and they're just not there. So sometimes they reach out. One guy called me the other day out of the blue. Uh, I only had one conversation with him and he called me back they're like months later. So you just <laughs> never know, keep praying for him. All right. So let's, let's go through the, uh, let's go. If you have another story, we'll do another evangelism story. And then we can get into a call to action. So we're going to pick back up at the gym.
0: We, we started this church and after we got it started is at the time 16 year old son decided he wanted to obey the gospel. They were very heavily involved in uh, Catholicism and another church here in town that had their community. The Catholic church had a, a lot bigger uh, group. And so his, his son studied back and forth, became part of the youth group where we're at in English. And, uh, and so he was baptized. And then one night out of the blue, I get a call from his wife and she says, Hey, I'm ready. And it wasn't a we're ready. It was I'm ready. And so I said, all right, let, let's do this. I'll meet you up the building right now. She goes, no, let's just wait till tomorrow. I, I got to work tomorrow, tomorrow night. I was like, no, don't, don't call me tomorrow. Don't leave me hanging on the edge of my seat. And so, so I had to wait for the next 24 hours. <laughs> we get up to the building and, and we're just going over stuff. I knew they, they knew the process. They knew what they were doing. I mean, there were, there were no questions. And I, and I asked Alejandro, her husband, I said, are are you ready? And he said, no, no, no later, later, another, another time. And that was what he always did. And like. he was kind of backed out. And I was like, okay. And so she was going to get ready. And I asked Alejandro, I said, man, if you were driving home tonight and you got in a car wreck. And he goes, no, 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 Don't talk like that. Don't talk like that. He knew. He, he knew what would happen, but he still wasn't ready to make that commitment. So I'm, I'm in this room changing. And, and his wife's on the other side of the building changing. And I got nothing on. I get a knock on the door and there's no locks on these doors covering up. And, and it was all the like, I'm ready. And I was like, wow, you know, three years of teaching and investing and and it really taught me not to give up on people. There were so many times, I mean, I talked to so many people about what can I say? What can, and sometimes it's, it's not about you. Right you know, as much as we want to be the one to do the thing, it, it's not about us and the thing we're doing. It's constantly loving on people, understanding people, where they're coming from. And when he said, I'm ready, I mean, that's life-giving. When you play even the smallest role in helping somebody become a Christian, the life that that gives you gives life to other people too. I mean, it really lights fire. To this. I love it. That's, uh, that's what we've had 80 people come through our doors We've had 11 baptisms in, I think two years, all because of that. Hey, if we had a Spanish Bible study, would you be interested? I mean, yeah. they're, they're
1: such a core family. Again, it, it takes us something as simple as a question and who knows what doors will open as a result. it's a dominoes. You, you only saw the first domino go down, but you didn't see the millions or thousands or whatever, all those throughout time as, as the future goes, all each one touching the other. The, the light touches darkness in ways that can never be comprehended. So, oh, that's yeah. awesome. I, I love that story. And I think it it speaks to this. If you talk to somebody every single day and you're open and you're ready, you'll talk to thousands, if not tens of thousands of people in your life. Shouldn't every encounter matter? Literally, why are we here, Chase? Like, did God, did we become a Christian and we get saved just so we can sit here and go to church and, you know, like kind of live our life like everybody else? Or did He give us a mission and a purpose and say, look, as you just said, you said it, when you, bring people Jesus. It brings you life. You, like me, like when I'm out there, I I feel alive. It's not easy, right? It's not easy. You feel alive, man.
0: When you bridge that gap, uh, you think back to the practical suggestion. One of the things I tell people is, man, whenever rainy season comes, don't quit. Buy an umbrella. There you go. You're going to, you're going to hit roadblocks and and you're going to run into things. You may wait three years. But in that process of three years, as you watch them grow in, and really what's neat is, is two people of the people that have been baptized, have baptized their sisters. Cool. I mean, you see that generational domino effect all because you asked a question, like you said, I mean, every encounter is important with the lost people.
1: We bring life, Chase. It would be like having the cure to all diseases and just talking to somebody who's sick. You can clearly see they're sick. Like, you know, they're sick and then you could cure it. That you have the cure. Or we have the cure and we just sit there and, and say, oh, I'm a little bit too shy. <laughs> to tell him just a little bit about, you could even just ask him, hey, have you ever thought there might be a cure for what's bothering you? Yeah. Even that simple thing. We, we have, I, I know at the end of my life that I will say, I wish I would have done more. I wish I would have talked to more people. I wish I would have been less ashamed of Jesus. I wish I would have been more bold for him. I guarantee that. As you're listening to this uh, episode, uh, if you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian, get a hold of me or Chase. We'd be happy to study with you. But if you are a Christian and you kind of lost the mission, Jesus gave us a mission in Matthew 28, he said, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father, son, and Holy spirit. And he says, what teach, teach them all I've commanded. That's right. Yeah. And he says, what, but, but what did he give us? He gave us a promise at the beginning. I have authority over all things. I have power over all things. And at the end he said, I'm with you always. So he's all powerful and he's always with us. Uh, and yeah. you should remember that. Like if you're listening to this and you're like, Hey, I, I, my first Bible study was only a few years ago. Maybe I've been a Christian for a long time. So if you've never had a Bible study with somebody, if you've never mentioned Jesus at Starbucks, think about it. What if you did, what would happen? Right? Yeah. Chase, God bless you, man. I'm really happy that you're on the show today.
0: Anybody has any questions for me or, or things we've done with evangelism or, or, or any of that, please reach out. Uh, I'd be happy to visit with anybody phone whatsapp email whatever
1: thank you chase this week we'll challenge you say jesus's name in a positive way in relation to your relationship with him don't just say jesus randomly although that might get attention maybe talk so i to talk to you but just use his name in something you did don't give an iou for prayer right yeah <laughs> do those things
0: you've been listening to be brave The world right now is a crazy place and sharing the love of God is the most important thing we can do right now. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit up gobebrave.org. Remember, the love of God is the most powerful force in the universe. Learn how to love like Jesus. See you
1: next time.